If you decided to listen to this week's message of Daxadeo Fichard Park, we know that Jesus has placed something on your heart. So let's dive in. Here we go. So we are in week three of our series on worship. Our series that we are busy exploring the whole idea of the breathing in and the breathing out of your soul. Because if you did not know this, but just like your physical body breathes in and out throughout the day, approximately 22,000 times a day, which equals 642,400,000 breaths a lifetime, which is pretty impressive. But just like your physical body has this natural rhythm of breathing in and out, inhaling, exhaling, in and out, just like your physical body does that, your spirit also breathes in and out. And if you've maybe joining us tonight for the first time, I really want to encourage you, go and check out our uh, the last two weeks of sermons. You can find them on our podcast. You can find them on YouTube. Really excellent stuff. But we've been journeying with this whole idea of a, a Christian, a Christ follower has this natural rhythm when it comes to life. I breathe in inspiration. I breathe in the life of God, the love that he has for me. I breathe in his purpose and his joy and his thoughts over me and then rhythmically I breathe out worship I breathe out praise it's the natural rhythm of your soul as a Christ follower breathing in inspiration breathing out worship we've been looking at Psalm 34 verse 1 and 2 which reads like this from the message it reads I bless God every chance I get My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. And tonight, my idea that I want to share with us, it's really simple. It's so basic. It's not complicated. It is so easy. The the invitation I believe God wants to extend to you and me tonight is this. That my friend, there is more for you when it comes to worship. There's more. When it comes to your experience of worship and when it comes to your expression in worship, there's more for you and me. There's more for you that God desires for you to walk in. There's more for you that God desires for you to know and feel and experience. And there's more for you to express when it comes to your faith journey of worship. You see, we are meant to breathe in and out. Have you ever tried only breathing in? and then never breathing out. It's very difficult. If you only breathe in, that's it. And you never breathe out. Life will become very difficult within a few short moments because we were not meant to keep oxygen inside, even though oxygen is so good for us. We were meant to exhale. But on the flip side, have you ever only tried exhaling? Like you never inhale and you go, if you only exhale for the rest of your life and there's no inhaling whatsoever, life will become very difficult in a few short moments because we were meant to inhale. 
inhaling and exhaling is crucial to sustain life in us physically. But breathing in and breathing out is also crucial when it comes to your Christian walk, when it comes to your faith journey. And I believe that a lot of times when it comes to Christ followers, you and me, we find ourselves in one of two places. We find ourselves either being a overly oxygenated Christian. I know that's a big word. I'm going to explain that in a moment. An overly oxygenated Christian or on the flip side, you might be a oxygen-deprived Christian. Here's what I mean by that. I think a lot of times when it comes to our experience of faith, our experience of my relationship with Jesus, a lot of us only breathe in. We only inhale. We only take in. And these are the people that are really good at being Christians. (laughs) They read Bible a lot. They worship a lot. They're at church every single Sunday. They're at community group every single Wednesday. They listen exclusively to Christian teachers and podcasts and they read only like C.S. Lewis books and they only inhale permanently. But there's no exhaling. How do you know if you are a Christian that only breathes in but never breathes out? Ask yourself these questions. Do you find it easy to recognize and judge the sin of others? Do you find yourself constantly thinking, man, these people in church, they just don't get it. Someone needs to get onto the stage and tell the people that they should get it. They should be holy. They should do this. They should do that. They shouldn't go drinking because it's bad. Someone needs to get onto the stage and preach and tell those sinful people they need to stop sinning. Might be that you're breathing in a lot, but you're not breathing out. Ask yourself this question. Do you find it hard to maybe serve inside or outside the church because it's a little bit beneath you? Do you find it hard to give? It's a little bit beneath you. Do you find yourself in a place where you know a lot about Jesus up here, but you experience very little of Jesus in here? Might be that you're only breathing in, but there's no breathing out. I'm going to get to it in a moment, but remember, breathing in is not bad. Reading your Bible is not bad. In fact, it's very good for you. Listening to Christian podcasts and teachers and reading Christian books is very good for you. But if you only breathe in, you will have a very unsatisfactory worship life. On the flip side, maybe you find yourself in the second category, being a oxygen-deprived Christian. These are the Christians that only ever breathe out. So when there's a serving opportunity, they're there. When there's a giving opportunity, they give. When there's a working opportunity, they work. When there's a something happening, they're there. These are the Christians that do a lot of things for God. Always working, always serving, always giving, always engaging. Again, remember, it's not bad. It's good to serve. It's good to give. It's good to be involved in the life of the church with what is happening. But what happens if you exclusively only breathe out as a Christian? You'll grow faint. You'll become tired. How do you know if you are an an oxygen-deprived Christian? Ask yourself this. Do you feel burnt out? 
Does something like coming to church on a Sunday or going to community group on a Wednesday feel more like obligation than joy? Does it feel like you're always the one pitching up at Serving Saturday? Does it feel like you're always the one at street store? You're always the one giving and serving and leading and you enjoy it, but somewhere along the line you go, yo, I'm tired. Following Jesus is a lot of hard work. If you feel that following Jesus is hard work, it might be because you're only breathing out and not breathing in enough. Again, breathing out is not bad. Breathing out is a necessity. But for you to breathe out, you have to breathe in. And for you to breathe in, you have to breathe out. The one cannot go without the other. I have to rhythmically breathe in and breathe out. I have to rhythmically inhale and exhale. I have to, on a regular, daily, minute-by-minute basis, be in a place where I am inhaling, breathing in the life and love and everything, the joy, the purpose of God, so that I can breathe out a life of worship. If you only breathe in, your worship will be unsatisfactory. If you only breathe out, your worship, guess what? Will also be unsatisfactory. We're meant to do both. For the remainder of our time together, I wanna share two quick thoughts. I wanna talk about the thought of experience and I wanna talk about the thought of expression. Let's talk about experience for a minute. We experience a lot of things when it comes to our worship, worship times together. Sometimes it's easy to worship God, right? You know those Sundays where it just works. You've had a good week. You aced that exam that you studied for. You aced that meeting that you were planning for with your difficult colleagues or your difficult boss. You had a really good week. Someone blessed you with like a coffee or some McDonald's. You know, someone was really nice to you or you won the lotto or whatever happened. But you've had a good week. And then by the time it's Sunday, the band is on point. They're singing your songs. You know, they greeted you at the door. The bus was a vibe. People are friendly and it's easy to worship God. My experience of worship is lacquer. It's nice. But sometimes our experience of worship is that it's hard to worship God, right? When you didn't have a good week, when you failed that test, when your boss screamed at you or fired you or you had a really difficult meeting or you drove through that pothole and now you need a new tire or you spent the whole Friday at home affairs and now it's hard to worship God because I'm angry. (laughs) I'm angry at the people at home affairs. I need to forgive them and set them free in my heart and be a better pastor. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to worship Jesus. And here is the truth for you and me tonight. I would love it if you write this down because this I think is like mind blowing, but here it is. Worship is an experience, definitely. Worship is an experience, but worship is not based on my experience. Worship is an experience, most definitely. What do I mean by that? Worship is not passive. It's not robotic. It's not something that happens outside of me. Worship is definitely something I feel. It's something I'm engaged in. It's something I experience. My mind, my heart, my emotions, my body is busy with the act of worship. But worship is not based on my 
experience. What do I mean by that? Worship is not based on how your week went. Worship is not based on what your bank balance looks like at this moment. Hallelujah, right? I know. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Worship is not based on how your meeting went in the week. Worship is not based on what you feel like at this moment. Worship is based on who God is. So even though worship is an experience, my worship is not based on my experience. Psalm 150 verse 6 says this, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And if it's unclear, he writes again, praise the Lord. See, David here is writing the only requirement necessary for you to be able to live a life of worship is oxygen in your lungs. And we all have that. <laughs> Whether life has been terrible to you, whether you are behind on your bills and payments and in the red, whether you are lonely, whether you are depressed, whether you are frustrated, whether you are angry, whether you are despondent, the only requirement for you to be able to worship God is breath in your lungs. And we all have that. Worship is not based on my experience. It's based on who God is. Romans 12 verse 1 says the following, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, whenever you read the word therefore, like at the start of that sentence, nee? therefore I urge you, whenever you read the word therefore, you need to ask yourself, what is it there for? Okay? Remember that. When you read therefore, you need to ask, what is it there for? So Romans 12 literally starts off by saying, offer yourself as a sacrifice. That is true worship. But for us to understand where that comes from, we need to take a step back to go to Romans 11. And Romans 11 ends like this. It says, oh, how great are God's riches and wisdom and knowledge. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to give him advice? Who has given him so much that he needs to pay it back? Everything, get this, everything comes from him and exists by his power and is intended for his glory. All glory to him forever. And then the very next chapter, he starts off by saying, therefore, worship, offer yourself. Bring yourself. But you see, the experience, the experience of worship is not possible if you are not breathing in of who God is. The experience of worship is not possible if you don't start here by going, how great, how awesome, how big, how wonderful, how majestic, how incredible is this God. All glory deserves and be unto Him. Therefore, worship. That is the breathing in of my soul 
the inhaling of who God is. Second thought, the thought of expression. Let's talk about expression in worship. Psalm 150 that Milwande started for us from verse 1 to 5, it reads, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and lyre. Praise Him with dancing. Praise Him with strings and the pipe. Praise Him with the clash of cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. You see, David here is making it so clear that even though worship is definitely an experience, when you have that experience, when you breathe, in when you inhale of who God is expression is the natural outflow expression is the natural breathing out of my soul when it comes to worship see that's that's the rhythm I speak about when I speak about the rhythm of your soul you breathe in and you breathe out you inhale and you exhale you breathe in inspiration you breathe in who God is and you breathe out worship now I know what a lot of you might be thinking at this point Aiden that's great I love that amen hallelujah the band can come up that's great (laughs) I know a lot of times you might be thinking Aiden that's great but I am just not an expressive person I'm an introvert. (laughs) When I like do this, that's like very expressive for me. And I want to make it very clear. There's nothing wrong with that, my friend. There's nothing wrong with that. But I would love to submit a thought here tonight. I believe that sometimes we find it difficult to express our adoration, to express our worship, to express what I'm experiencing on the inside because I'm not really experiencing. I'm not really breathing in. I am not breathing in enough. I don't think we struggle to express our worship solely based on the fact that we might be an introvert or we might not be that an expressive person. I don't think that's the case. I think we struggle to express because we're not experiencing. I think we struggle to breathe out because we're not breathing in. I think we struggle to exhale because we're not inhaling. Why do I believe that? Because let's just look at what we naturally do throughout life. What naturally happens to you when you are surrounded by thousands of people and you're at a concert with your favorite band? Do you stand like this? Love it. Paid like a thousand rand. Drove all the way to Joburg because nothing happens in Bloom. No, we don't do that. When I'm surrounded by thousands of people and it's my favorite band or something, what naturally happens to us? We express, we dance, we shout, we applaud, we go crazy. Why? Because I'm experiencing something. I'm feeling something. What naturally happened to all of us, whether you're a fan or not, but what happened to all of us when the Springboks won the World Cup? We went crazy. We went absolutely bonkers. We jumped, we screamed, we danced, we applauded. Why? Because I'm experiencing something. I'm experiencing something happening with me and the natural outflow is expression. Whether you're introvert or not, whether you are expressive or not, 
The natural outflow of an experience with God, an experience where I'm inhaling who He is, His love for me, His affection for me, His plans for me, His purpose for me. The natural outflow of that is expression. The movement of my body, the sounding of my voice, the out loud, out there expression. The Bible is full of ways. It's full of descriptions when it comes to our expression of worship. I want to invite the worship team to join me on stage. And this is where that prayer that you prayed at the start, remember when you said, God, please move me, please challenge me, please grow me. This is where it's now going to become awkward for you if you prayed that prayer. Let me tell you why. <laughs> Don't stress, Lompo. I'm not going to like hurt you or anything. The man's like sweating here in front. <laughs> you see, all throughout Scripture, we read these uh, certain words. I'm going to journey through them with you in a moment. But all throughout Scripture, we read certain words that has a lot to do with the expression of worship. And what I want to invite you to for a moment is to stand with me we're going to make it very practical tonight. This is where the introverts die a little bit. It's okay. Jesus loves you. This is where the not so expressive people wish that they skipped this Sunday. It's okay. Jesus loves you. I still love you even. But we're going to make this very practical tonight. I want you to get some space around you as well. Just move maybe a little bit to your left or to your right. But get some space around you. I want you to listen to these words for a moment. These are some of the expressive words that we find all throughout the Bible. The way the authors wrote about God. Listen to this for a moment. But we read words like halal in Hebrew. That's actually in your Bible where the word hallelujah comes from. And it literally means this, to boast, to rave, to celebrate. Get this, to be clamorously foolish. When lost, did you rave about Jesus? When lost, did you boast about your Father who loves you? When lost, were you clamorously foolish? This is what they accused David of when he danced in front of God. They said, you're foolish. And he, says, he said to them, I'll be even more foolish next time. Why? Because he's breathing in enough so he can actually breathe out. Get the second word, Shabak. Quickly say that, Shabak. Shabak literally means to shout, to address in a loud tone, to triumph. When last did you Shabak when you experienced God and you just went, God, I love you? Sounds foolish, right? That's what we're told. Biblical worship looks like this. When you breathe in, this is what your breathing out will look like. How about this one? The next one is called Yada. Quickly say Yada. Yada is literally this. Do it with me. It's the raising of your hand. To throw out the hand. It means therefore I worship. I extend. I lift myself. Do you know this is what children do when they see their parents. What do small children do instinctively when they see their father? They go up. 
pick me up. I extend my hand to my father. You know also why this is such an incredible action? Because by this action, what are we doing? We're exposing our most vulnerable parts of our bodies. Did you know that? The raising of our hands literally means I'm surrendering. I'm exposed. There's no way I can guard myself anymore. Whatever happens now happens. I can't control it because my hands are up to yada. Next one, barak. Quickly say barak. Barak literally means to kneel down. To bless God as an act of adoration. It literally means to salute and go, I am smaller than what you are. I acknowledge your bigness. I acknowledge that you are greater. I acknowledge that when it comes to the hierarchy, you are bigger than me. When last did you barak? Just simply kneel down and go, God, you're bigger. You're bigger than what I am. And then lastly, tequila. Not tequila, tequila. I had to practice that a lot. Tequila literally means the singing of halals. Remember halal literally means hallelujah. The singing of hallelujah. To sing and especially the singing of hymns or the spirit or praise. That's what we want to end off with tonight. We want to breathe out. We want to yada. We want to barak. We want to shabak. We want to tahila. We want to breathe out. Make God big. Glorify Him. Express what I'm experiencing. Because when we read this, if this is biblical worship, my friend, that means I cannot watch worship on a Sunday. That means I cannot simply stand with my arms folded and look at the worship team as they sing songs. That is not worship. Worship means both experience and expression. Breathing in and breathing out. And that's what we want to do tonight. We want to breathe out. We want to yada. We want to barak. We want to make God great because He is. There's more for you in worship. There's more when it comes to your experience. There's more in your expression. I want to pray for us and then I want to invite you to worship. To not watch. To not be passive. To not simply stand with your arms folded because that's what's comfortable to you. I want to pray tonight a prayer of faith for us as a church family that we would worship in such a way that heaven takes notice of it. I want to express what I'm feeling tonight. If that's your prayer with me, find some space around you because you need space if you want to worship biblically. (laughs) You need space around you if you want to yada. You need space around you if you want to shabak or barak. And if that's true in your heart tonight, let's just start off by yadaim, by raising our hands, by saying, God, I'm vulnerable. I can't control, I can't keep what's going to happen. 
I'm exposing the most vulnerable parts of me. I'm open. I want to express God what I'm experiencing. God, that is our prayer tonight. Holy Spirit, give us the grace and the boldness to worship in spirit and in truth in a way that glorifies God our Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. What a message. If you feel that someone would benefit from this, share it with them. We are all about family on mission.